Welcome to the Not-For-Profit On Purpose podcast series. This series is designed to help guide you on your journey through the not-for-profit space in terms of all things not-for-profit, including structures, setting up your not-for-profit, how you report, board governance, accounting, and anything else you could possibly think of in regards to not-for-profit. G'day, it's Justin Hogg here from RightSource, talking everything not-for-profits and um, trying to help you do well in your not-for-profit. So um, I've had a couple of discussions with people recently about um, where they've started a not-for-profit and they've done that big step where they've seen a, seen a, a problem or an issue in society that they've wanted to deal with and they've got, gotten up and just started dealing with it. They've set up their own not-for-profit, um, which is not a small process, um, and it's sort of getting to that point where they've been doing everything sort of on the kitchen table at their house and they, they've been able to, to, to drive it from there. But it's getting to a point where they need to start looking at, well, it's getting too big to do on the kitchen table anymore. So how do we get this off the kitchen table? So what I wanted to talk through um, is some ideas or some things to consider that you should sort of put in place or at least be thinking about when you're at that stage of moving your not-for-profit off the kitchen table and helping it continue to flourish. The first thing, um, and it's the same with any business, but the first thing that you really need to have is a plan. So when I mean a plan, the format of it isn't that important. It's really taking some time to sit down and think through what things need to get done. So whether you do that as a business case or a business plan or a financial model or a budget, any of all or one of those things, it's really sitting down and going, what pieces of the puzzle do you need to put in place as this grows? So it may not be that you need to do everything at once, but what's this, what's the gates you need to go through? Like, do you need to get an office? Do you need to get another grant? Is it funding? Is it employees? What is it? And it might be all those things, but having an idea of what comes when and the, the steps you need to take, because that will then help understand the path that you're going by knowing each step you need to take. Probably the next thing I talk to people about in terms of if they've got a plan, okay, we know where we're going, is make sure that you're paying yourself a fair wage. Now, if you are the one that effectively is going to be the CEO of this organization or the, this not-for-profit, you're the one driving it, it's going to take up your time. So you need to be aware that um, of how much you can, one, afford to live off, so that how much you need in terms of cash coming in, but also in terms of understanding the sustainability of the organization. If you're not going to be CEO forever, and you might eventually have someone else step in as CEO, you want to know that you can pay a fair rate and the organization is still viable. So it's very important from a, a sustainability of the purpose point of view to understand what the fair wage is. Now, you may not pay yourself the fair wage or the market rate straight off the bat, but at least be aware of where that sits so that if at some point you are full-time in this role or you want to make someone else a CEO, you understand the amount that you need to pay them and that the organization can still can sustain that wage. Now, not-for-profits is always always a little bit more you've got to do, and one of those next things is your governance documents. Now, in in the fact that you've already got your not-for-profit set up, you've got will already have a constitution to get to that. You'll probably already have at least a, a start of a board, whether you've got the full complement of who you want in terms of a board on or not. Um, you may not, but you'll have a board, so you already have that in place. What then needs to start slotting in as you get bigger and becomes more important as you get bigger 
is your governance document. So this is a whole raft of things. And it's also where a pro bono company secretary can add a lot of value in helping just slowly tick these off as you go. But to go through it, you've obviously with your board, you've got your board document procedures, your governance. So that'll be your charter, conflicts of interest, code of conduct, those type of things that'll help how your board function. Apart from the board governance documents that you need to do, there's also then your general governance for your organization. So one of the first and most important ones is workplace health and safety. So if you are employing staff and you have a workplace, or if you're not employing staff and you've got a workplace, making sure that you've got policies in place to make sure everyone's safe. You're gonna to wanna to look at your human resource documents if you start employing staff. So you know your employment letter, yeah, leave policies, all that type of stuff that comes with having staff. You're gonna to wanna to have um, other documents like your privacy policy if you're gonna handle information, whistleblower policy if you start becoming a large organization. So there are a mountain of governance documents that you need to start looking at. Now, again, you don't need to do these all straight away, but part of your planning for moving your not-for-profit off the kitchen table is to understand these documents and what you need to do and start prioritizing them. So you can start knocking one off you know, every couple of months and that way you're slowly building up that requirement of a not-for-profit to have good governance in place. The next is um, quite often you want to look at having a physical location. So often the reason of moving out of home in terms of running your business, which is the same for a not-for-profit or a for-profit business, is that you're starting to want, you need more capacity, you need more capability, and often it's hiring staff or contractors or having a workplace. So it's that physical location. Now looking at a physical location, obviously as a not-for-profit, I would definitely try and have whoever's providing a grant, see if they have a, a location you can use, or someone who's happy to provide a location free of charge. That's the first and that's the ideal, obviously. But if you can't do that and you are gonna rent a space, make sure that you are getting help with the legal documents because they are a legal document and you are committing to future costs. So you wanna also look at that from a, a lease term perspective, that's very important. Like if you're having to sign a five-year lease, well, that's you're committing to five years of expenditure. So you wanna be able to be comfortable that you'll be able to meet that obligation or be aware of the lease term and look at maybe a month, well, a month by month or a year by year term. So that way it's smaller bites and you're not committing yourself to as long a term because you don't, you don't know what's going to happen. And then lastly, and this is the whole bundle of stuff, is your, your finance, your accounting and your systems, your operating systems of your business. So this is a whole bundle, how you're going to operate, how you're going to, uh, how your operating systems are going to feed into your finance systems, selecting those systems, they're also going to have to produce at the end of the year uh, financial statements so that you can meet your compliance obligations. So understanding those systems, who's going to run them, whether you're going to do them yourself, whether you've got someone on the board who can help you with that um, skill set, or whether you need to outsource some or get some additional help with those systems. But that's the functioning of your organization. And as you grow, you're going to need those systems to help maintain and support the capacity as you grow. That's probably a snapshot of the things that you probably need to be thinking of at the start. There's always more and there's always another thing. There's always more ways you can grow and think about your organization and how it can run. So ultimately, that's a guide. I would implore everybody who's looking to do that to get some help with 
with that from someone who's worked in a not-for-profit organization, whether that be, and it doesn't actually matter what their skill set is, it could be finance, it could be operations, it could just be governance, it could be in, a, in an industry or a service that's actually totally unrelated to yours, but at least they'll understand the challenges you provide. So I think having someone you can bounce that off is probably the most important thing because not-for-profits are like any business in starting it up and it's complex, but then there's also just a little bit more when it's coming to not-for-profits that just makes it that little bit more challenging. If you liked what you heard today, feel free to subscribe to the podcast series. And if you'd like some more information, check me out on LinkedIn. I'm happy to connect and answer any questions you might have. Otherwise, thanks for listening. It's Justin Hogg from RightSource.